bringing health, wellness, and fitness ideas right to your speakers. With your host, Tyler Martin, learning from experts and average Joes alike. This is the Cracking Fitness Podcast. Like, it doesn't matter whether we win or not. What I want to know is, are people willing to say it's possible? It's mm-hmm. possible that we didn't go. Like, I hope we did. I, yeah. hope, I hope the earth is round and I hope we went to the moon, but is it possible? And that's all yeah. I, I I think there's some validity for some of that stuff for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We just, <clears throat> we live in a crazy world. Like the, where social media is at and, and information at our fingertips, it's just, uh, it's like we have so much information. We we're curious, what can we actually believe? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, it's like a, it's a double-edged sword because uh, you've seen like the social dilemma. Oh yeah. That's scary. It's like, stuff. It's like, I know I'm probably a product of that a little bit where I'm just like feeding my own bias over and over, but I don't know. There's some interesting theories out there. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, I, I scroll TikTok well knowing that they're, they're implanted into my phone and, and they know what I'm doing and what I'm typing and what I'm saying. I just figure I'm not that important of a person for it to matter. So totally. Yeah. <clears throat> Pretty cool. Um, well, I appreciate you taking some time. And uh, I think this is your third time that we've, we've talked on the podcast. So Have we talked. Okay. Yeah. So I met you at the, at regionals years and years ago, and we did one after that. And then I took kind of my year and a half, two year hiatus where I didn't do any and then um, talked to you again before the tactical games. And so, yes. yeah, I think I've had other people on a couple times, like Jacob. Did, we do, the, did we do one before the tactical games? Yeah, it was a long time ago, though. OK, gotcha. like, OK. Years, you were talking right before. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So Jacob Hepner has been on a couple times. Um, do you remember Sheila Barden? Yeah. So she's yeah. been on a couple times. Um, some Olympic lifters. Um, yeah, it's been good. Um, one of my favorite people has been, uh, he's on Instagram. He's the fittest doc. His, his name is Nick something. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I think he's even told me not to try. He's just like, don't try (laughs) to pronounce my last name. Uh, the dude is just freaking jacked. He's like probably the fittest doctor on earth. Like, I think I've seen his tag out there somewhere, but I can't place where I've seen He's been on a couple times. It's just fun, just fun to get the different perspectives. And um, I'm not shifting it to just tactical games, but I want to bring that to the world a little bit more. And it's fun that it's becoming a little more mainstream. Yeah, um, compared to what you're doing. So yeah, yeah your so CrossFitters are getting into it. Other people are getting into it, and it's just fun. It's uh, it's fun to hear it. There was um, oh, what was her name? Uh, Brooke. Maybe her, I think her name's Brooke. Um, anyways, she was on the, uh, my mind is going, uh, the Black Rifle Coffee podcast. And okay. um, she's going to start it. She was in, she was in CrossFit for quite a while. Uh, anyways, it's just fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So well, good to be back after all yeah, the years. I appreciate it. Um, what, what made you want to get into the tactical games? It's a good question. I think honestly, we just, I think I found out about it just by following Jacob Uh, and then me and maybe like a friend of mine saw that they had one and they were going to do one in Bend. So I live like 45 minutes away from where we just did it. Yeah. Um, 
And I don't know whose idea it was at first, um, but yeah, I just kind of like evolved organically. Like um, the the buddy that I did did this with, he was a Green Beret. Obviously, he he knows a lot about you know guns and shooting and tactics and stuff like that. And I had fired a gun like maybe a handful of times in my life, so I was like brand new at all this. And I think I, I bought uh, I bought my Glock in like January. Sweet. Uh, and then we were competing at the end of July, so I you know seven or eight months to to learn everything and um so it was cool uh but yeah as far as what got me into I think it was just like it was there and I was like ah, I'm kind of like feeling like I'm done with CrossFit and Olympic lifting's feeling a little stale so I just wanted kind of something new and it seemed like uh something be fun but still the stuff that I'm good at carried over a little bit so yeah that was kind of the idea what was your focus going into it? Cause you, you probably knew that your fitness was going to be on point in, you know, in regard to other people. Um, so how did you train for it? Mostly just shooting. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, let's see. Sound, sound has gone away. I'm moving. Oh, there we go. I got you. Good. Okay. It said yeah. my internet was bad, so I don't know. Oh, you're good. If it happens again, I'll move to somewhere else. Oh, you're fine. No, that's cool. Um, um, so yeah, um, you said shooting. Yeah. So I mean, it's expensive to shoot. So it's like I compare it to like when you're trying to learn. Like, imagine it costs fifty cents every time you do a power clean or something. <laughs> that's um, true. So yeah, I kind of tried to limit that to like once a week, once every two weeks, and then just a lot of dry fire. Other than cool. that. Um, and just really making, you know, the rounds that we did shoot count. And so we're actually like training for something and not just blowing yeah. ammo from range, but, um, but yeah, so roughly probably once a week every, and or once every two weeks shooting, and then just trying to really familiarize myself with, um, like clearing procedures and just the way that they wanted me to do yeah. that. That was like my worst nightmare. Like, I don't want to like go up there and like do something stupid or I get disqualified right off the bat or. Ah, totally get it. So, yeah, yeah that was, that was the main focuses. Um, I felt bad that there was a team before me. So you know how we stick around and we judge the people after us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team before me, they would just kind of switch off. So one person would judge me. And then on the next event, the next person would judge me. And uh, we went to handoff one time and, and he's like, uh, my partner's going to judge you. I was just disqualified. I'm like, what <laughs> happened? And he just, he turned early, just missed yeah. his clearing procedure. And I was like, man, that's. There's that's a guy that judging that did the same thing. And I was like, Ooh, but yeah. I'm glad that they hold to that standard. Yeah. No, that absolutely. Was, I agree. Even, the cool even about the community was like seeing how serious about safety everybody is. And it's yep. not just like truck driving, beer drinking, like, I don't know. I think some people have that conception about people that are into guns and stuff. So, but yeah, I just thought the community was really cool. And like everybody, like people are talking during a brief, like yell at them to shut up so that we can all hear like what the person's saying. So yeah, I thought it was really cool. I really appreciated that about just the attitude in general. It seemed to be there. Yeah, absolutely. And as you get more into this community or just into guns in general, you'll find that at every single gun event that you go to. Yeah. It's all safe. It's all about safety. It's all about community. Um, it's cool because it's it's really kind of CrossFit in the way that, you know, you go to a CrossFit event and for the most part, people are there cheering each other on and they want the best for each other. And, yeah. you know, we want to make sure that we're 
being good under the bar and, you know, just safety. And it's a cool community. You, yeah. If you'll, um, you'll probably get into it. So shooting some like USPSA matches and stuff. We did uh, one to prep for it already. Cool. Good. And, and was the, was it a similar environment? Yeah. Yeah. People were super helpful and supportive and like, you know, they knew it was my first one. So they were like, just take it slow, walk through the stages. Like don't try to be like blazing fast. And um, I mean, I didn't do super well, but uh, yeah, yeah, didn't make any like safety mistakes or anything. And yeah, everybody was like super helpful. Like you should try holding your gun like this or um, whatever. So yeah, it's been super positive experience so far getting into it. It's really cool. Um, you had mentioned dry fire. That's like, that's the secret weapon right there. You can shoot as much as you want and you're not expending any ammo. And when you go to pull the trigger under when you actually have a bullet in there, you, you don't make the same jerky mistakes. Yeah, so totally. it's cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. It sounds like your, your green beret buddies, like put you in a good direction. Is he the one he was with you there? So I met him. Yeah. He was the other guy with the bigger mustache. Yeah. Than me. What's, <laughs> what's his name? That's uh, Chris. Chris. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, it's cool that he's put you in a good direction like that. Um, what what stands out to you the most about the event and bend? Um, good question. Like uh, like biggest takeaways or? Um, well, yeah, let's do a takeaway and then let's uh, talk about your most memorable moment there. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'd say like takeaways, just like a couple, honestly, like really small stuff, but things that I felt like were important to learn, like things that I need to work on. Um, one is just like trigger finger on the pistol. Like I'm pushing the gun all over the place. Yeah. So I've been working on that a lot more. Um, the first day I was like getting super frustrated cause I had my optic on full magnification. So I like having like eight by yeah. and it was really hard for me to even like see, like I couldn't like get my target, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, I can see it out here and then I like look through the scope and it's like nowhere to be seen. I don't even know to look up or down or left or right. So if I switched it to like three or four for the rest of the competition. It was way easier. Awesome. Um, that was a big like takeaway. I'll probably use more. Um, and obviously like. The uh, sound went again. So I'm just hoping it comes back here. you're cutting out again sorry oh you're good <clears throat> it was just that last couple sentences that i missed okay i was just basically yeah like nothing earth shattering or groundbreaking but uh <laughs> still really good information for me to to learn and um yeah so those yeah easy small takeaways stuff that people probably already know but that i didn't so no that's cool well that's stuff that you kind of sometimes have to learn by being firsthand there and mm -hmm. you know now you know you know on the on the the run event where we were acquiring targets closer and then they got further and further away yeah if you're just clear to your eight power it is it's tough it's tough to see it so that, that was the most frustrating one for me so yeah, yeah. so on that one i actually um i thought that i was doing great i was i was pinging the targets and then the guy behind me he was like hey you're shooting at the wrong targets i did the same <laughs> so, thing did you? <laughs> yeah so yeah just little little things like that you know and i've i've competed in four of them now and uh every single time i go i make some little mistake that i'm like hey next time we won't make that mistake and you know each time we place better and better and that's the key that's what yeah. it's all about totally
Um, what about memorable, memorable moments? Memorable moments. Um, like doing the wrong obstacles at the wrong time. Yeah, that was a good one. Dude, the run was brutal. Uh, super good event, but yeah, just running for, you know, two plus miles in the soft sand with all your gear on was pretty gnarly. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so they have the obstacle course. It was a floater that we did the, the second day, but the run was the first event. So it was on the first day. So I was doing the run and like, I thought I was supposed to go, like we were supposed to like do this like wall climb over a wall and use it at once. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. Uh, but then there's another one with the obstacle course. So I like ran through and did the obstacle course before the finish which nobody else did you weren't supposed to but I just thought it's like it's a wall so I better climb it yeah so probably could have done better on that event maybe it would have like bumped me up I don't know if it would have made a difference bumping me up the leaderboard or anything but um but yeah it was kind of memorable what else just getting to talk to people and everything was really cool um there was one other thing I uh can't remember what what else I had there now it might come back to me but you yeah how, how it probably doesn't but how how does it compare to the crossfit games uh, it's a lot more chill yeah, <laughs> for sure. i would compare it more to like uh it's more of a production than like a local crossfit competition for sure um so maybe like a higher end like you know cascade classic or wadapalooza yeah kind of level I, I would say maybe um crossfit games are like super you know you have like athlete handlers and they're walking you everywhere and like it's very like specific like um you know once you warm up you got to be like this place this time and you're you know escorted to all the different places so yeah CrossFit games definitely they have to make it a bigger production like that but for sure i also thought it was interesting like nobody warms up for any of the events <laughs> there was like I was trying to like do a little bit of jogging back and forth but it's like it's hard because there's not really a lot of equipment for you to warm up on you're like kind of trying to watch the event to see how they strategize and everything so it's like literally going into an event cold and you're like yeah picking up a 150 pound sandbag and like hope I don't hurt my back but I mean it's yeah. fine yeah it's an it is interesting you know you're you're there 10 15 minutes early and you're waiting for that next group to get over so you can't really be out warming up um, but it's interesting because if your fitness is on point and then you learn how to shoot, it's like, Oh, we're good here. I, I slowed down more in this one. Like my fitness was not where I wanted it. So I just told myself, I'm going to place every single shot. Like I, right. I will place my shots and I, I placed better in this one than I ever have, which it's still intermediate division. Like I'm not, I'm not great, but I've placed better. And it was like, I slowed down. I didn't push myself on the workouts like I've pushed myself in the past and just did better. So that's a, a takeaway, I think, for everybody. You know, they you'll see someone, it's maybe their first time and uh, they've never competed in anything. And so it's kind of like some of those people at the games, you know, they've never been to the games. And so they just come really hot out the gate and they blow up. And you kind of see the same thing here. Either they come out of the gate hot fitness wise or they're just shooting rounds all over the place and you're like no dude every shot you miss is 10 seconds so you miss yeah. six shots that's a minute so yeah, you're not gonna make that up no matter how fit you are yep yep exactly um and in little off subject but kind of on subject uh what's your most memorable crossfit games moment uh dude there's so many um i mean marathon row was a really cool experience uh, 
cool, horrible, yeah. but yeah. cool experience. Um, I, I like the way that I handled that. I feel like, I mean, same as like tactical games, you learn stuff about, you know, strategizing longer events and um, all kinds of stuff competing. But uh, I mean, that was a cool event. Anytime, like, you know, I can think of, you know, the clean ladder in 2014 and same thing in 20, uh, I think it was 2017. There was like a clean double at 350 and like just hearing the Coliseum, like, you know, get excited for you and stuff. Those kind of moments are really awesome. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, to take one highlight from all the years it could be, I don't know if I can oh, do I'm that. Sure. There's yeah. definitely been a lot of uh, cool, memorable moments and those are big lifts and you know like couple event wins and stuff were definitely highlights yeah um my friend mckay uh, i saw him right before i came in here and he's like oh i remember watching cody anderson win the the uh muscle up biathlon that's how you know that people have been in the sport for a while uh-huh yeah <laughs> three mustache days that's cool um yeah so do you feel like you're gonna do any more crossfit competition coming up um if an opportunity presents itself i might uh but yeah i definitely feel like I, i'd like doing crossfit as like a training methodology now i don't feel the burning desire to compete anymore just because i know i know what it takes now you know it was my full-time job in 2018 um and you know married and own a business and stuff now so i, I just don't have as much time and yeah. uh bandwidth to dedicate to it yeah so i think i'm probably done maybe not if life you know set itself up in a place and i feel like doing it i will yeah but uh it was cool after like the biggest thing i think with the tackle games for me was like afterwards i felt that passion for competition again cool you know that i haven't felt in a long time like crossfit after 2018 i'm like do i need to like take two weeks and disappear into the woods or something and yeah um after this you know i was like the next monday i was like looking on their website for like when the next event was and you know i'm like watching all the videos on youtube hours of like gun videos and shooting and stuff so that's indicative to me that's like it's time it's something that is exciting for me and um yeah so i'm gonna keep moving in that direction for now i think awesome do you have any plans uh to sign up for one in the near future <clears throat> um talking to the wife about nationals so i guess i qualified oh. for nationals um oh, good what what place did you get seventh <laughs> but i think uh the way they do it is like the top is it the top three or the top five yeah i, I was thinking top three but but i don't know Okay, well, that's one of those, either top three or top five, but they invite like the backfield spot. So like Sal already yeah. had, you know, qualifications. So anybody has already qualified. Yeah. Invitation to the next person. And then I think also somebody declines their invite. Yeah. Um, they'll invite the next person. So uh, I messaged them. They said I was in. So I've just got to figure out the logistics of, of that. Um, and that's in November. So yep. He still training for it hopefully I, that's really cool um texas is far away for us mm -hmm. i didn't realize how far away it was we were looking at, at just flying down there and um i was like dang that's a really long flight but yeah i wish we had the covid prices for uh plane tickets still but yeah seriously yeah i agree <laughs> uh, dude that'd be awesome if you went I, i've thought about going down to nationals and just doing the intermediate uh mm -hmm. 
division that they have there and then watching you uh you good people so don't yeah. call me good yet i can do a lot of burpees but my shooting needs work what other than the run what was uh one of the workouts that you felt like you could work on i didn't really feel like fitness was an issue oh, good yeah i didn't figure so I'm not trying to sound like big no. ego or anything like that no, but it doesn't at all um yeah, I think we honestly were a little bit nervous. Like we were doing like 200 pound sandbag stuff and like heavy yeah. farmers carries. And like, we didn't even, we trained for more than what was there. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the run is hard. Like if you finish the run, you don't feel like it was very hard because you didn't run fast enough, you yeah. know? Oh, for sure. Uh, so, but yeah, everything else like sandbags weren't, weren't too bad. Like we throw the 150 around all the time and that was the heaviest we did. So, I mean, I think for me, it's like literally all just accuracy and trying to find that balance of, uh, you know, how much speed I can put behind my shooting versus staying accurate. Yep. Cause even, you know, doing some work and getting back to like, you know, back on the gun, heart rate was back down pretty quickly and stuff. So I feel like I got a good base, just need to improve the other discipline. Yeah. We got lucky in Oregon as far as uh, there were a lot of rests as far as like barricades to rest on. So okay. it makes it kind of nice because, you know, your your heart rate is up or at least my heart rate is up. And but then once I can actually get on a barricade and rest, it made shots very accurately placed. It was OK. Like, so sometimes you'll just be standing shooting. Yep. yep. A lot of times you're standing shooting. We didn't do a lot of offhand stuff either, like left hand, right hand. Um, mm -hmm. but we'll have that, uh, one time we had one where you had to rest on a chain and that was just difficult because it's a chain that moves around. Um, so, you know, I feel like if 20% of your training is, is, is like the 80, 20 rule, you know, mostly we just want to learn how to shoot accurately, uh, normal, you know, with whether you're right-handed or left-handed with a good grip. Um, but if you can focus some of that 20% of the time on the weird stuff, you know, mm -hmm. laying down, shooting sideways, trying to figure out how to not rub your pistol into the dirt while you're shooting your AR offhand yeah. or whatever, you know, just kind of learning that stuff. For sure. But you're running a Glock, so you could drop that thing in the dirt, in the water, you could step I on it, <laughs> and you're going to be just fine. Yeah, nice. It was cool seeing everybody's like Gucci'd out stuff malfunctioning and like, yep. Didn't have a single one. <laughs> it's good to go. Yep, absolutely. No, it's cool. You can't go wrong with a Glock. The guy, a guy that I was judging, um, he just rubbed his oh, thing in the dirt just so bad. And he's like, he goes to rack one in and you could just hear it grinding. And I'm like, ah, oh. and then he kind of blows it a couple of times, smacks it forward and then gets all of his shots off. And I'm like, that's what a Glock will do for you. It'll just, yeah. it'll just perform. So it's pretty cool. Um, so we have some people that asked some questions. Okay. Um, so it's nothing crazy, but um, and there's also some things too. We've got some episodes in the past where I was chatting with uh, Matt Bitter about kind of getting into the sport a little bit more. So we don't have to go deep into this one, but someone was just asking, how do you get into this? And they were talking about tactical games. Okay. Like how'd I get into competing? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I kind of talked about it earlier, just, you know, saw that it was in Bend. I don't yeah. know if it was Chris's idea or mine, but, um, you know, it's kind of familiar and just, you know, seeing Jacob and some other guys that had done it and uh piqued my interest you know the last two years made me more interested in being a gun owner so i think it was just yeah. kind of the kick in the butt that i needed 
Yeah. What about the average person, just someone that's like, hey, I want to get into this. What should I do? Um, I would say find, either find somebody that knows what they're doing or, you know, pay to get some training somewhere. Because yeah. uh, I think, you know, the biggest thing you should be concerned about is like safety. So like learning the ins and outs of like how your gun works and um, and then just put, you know, as much time in as you can familiarizing yourself. So you're not, so you don't feel awkward with your weapon. Um, yeah, I would say probably training is the number, number one thing. And I was, I was lucky to have, you know, Chris and a lot of other people actually at our gym yeah. that really know what they're, what they're doing when it comes to firearms. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I know Jacob has a good, like four week and eight week program where you can purchase it. And then it's on, um, push press the app okay. push press and so people can kind of go there and you know you, I, I would say getting familiar with the implements as well you know lo, not a lot of people have carried a Hussefeld stone around not a lot of people have messed around with a yoke so kind of figuring that out and he, he even shows in his program how to if you don't have a yoke and you don't have a Hussefeld stone and stuff like that how can you modify and still figure it all out mm -hmm. so yeah I would say like people that were asking me I was like, if you do like, if you do CrossFit and you're like an RX person, usually at your gym, your fitness is probably going to be fine. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you can practice things like a who's fell stone and everything, that's great, but I don't feel like it would be that big of a limiting factor. Yep. You know, if, if you're able to hit workouts, RX normally. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I agree. So people can just sign up for the tactical games, right? this right now yeah, i didn't have to do anything like no background checks or applications yeah. or anything like that yeah that's yeah. something that i've appreciated about them too you know you show up and they do safety checks and safety is number one priority but they're also uh they're they've been just very hey you should know the rules of your own state and you should know what they are and yeah i've appreciated that about it it's been really good yeah. i think they have really strike a good balance there for sure yeah Someone asked, is the tactical games harder than trekking in Himalayas of Nepal? <laughs> was that Jacob or? I have no idea. It might've been Blake or Andy or something. If you guys are listening, hi. Uh, no, <laughs> that's one of the hardest things we've done in my life. We had a funny story about that. Um, I got, I don't know if, I think it was like heat exhaustion or altitude sickness or probably a combination of the two. Um, like wasn't sleeping the first three days and then we had to trek like 30 miles back on the last day and about halfway through i was like so exhausted they had to hire some people to let me ride their horse like the last 15 yeah. so or sorry like, not hearing of like fat Americans around like stumbling and like slipping on like the dirt and everything. It's just like this sheer cliffside next to you. And I was like, there's almost enough motivation to like, just get off the horse and deal with it. But yeah, yeah I got messed up on that trip, man. But it was yeah. a cool experience. How high is that over there? I think the highest we got to was a, was a pass that was like 11 or 12,000 feet. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so which is probably it. like, you know, seven or eight, if I were to guess. Yeah. You know, they live up high there. Yeah. And yeah and you, like, what's your elevation where you live? We're like three. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah. People complain when they come and visit here. But. Yeah. Yeah. We're, um, we're at about 5,000 and I, I used to be a paramedic and 
people that would go from sea level up to Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. They're like, I think I'm having a heart attack. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're having altitude sickness. And then yeah. we, once we got crazy. back down, they'd you know, <laughs> get a little bit better. If you ever want to come climb the Tetons, let me know. That'd be cool. We've got yeah. a couple of employees who guide people up there and it's fun. Sweet. Um, you touched on this a little bit, but how did you train for shooting? And then I, they, it's kind of worded weird, but they said, how did you outshoot you coach? And I think it said like means outshoot your coach. Yeah. I don't know if he's talking about. Probably. Well, yeah, I beat Chris. Uh, okay. So I, th- I don't know. I got lucky. I, <clears throat> um, yeah, training. Yeah. Shooting training. It started cause I mean, like I said, I was complete novice, so I had held a gun like a handful of times. So like the first couple times we went out was literally just like the basics. And I fired maybe like 20 or 30 rounds. Yeah. Um, so understanding the way the gun works, safety, you know, and never point it at anything that you don't want to shoot, um, you know, how to clear it, making sure it's clear, all that kind of stuff. And we just started with handgun for like probably a couple months um, and then got on the rifle and did more rifle practice once pistols kind of dialed in. Yeah. Um, and it was always like, I think, like I said earlier, like shooting like once a week, once every two weeks and um, round count would usually be somewhere around 150 to hundred. So we weren't shooting a ton of stuff. It was just, like I said, making yeah. the stuff count um, and then tried to make it as varied as we could, you know? So um up close stuff, you know, out to like 200, um, 200 is about the most that we can do where we shoot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just trying to, you know, practice as much stuff. We built a barrier. Cool. So practicing shooting through the barrier, stuff like that. Yeah. What optic are you shooting? Do you know? It's a vortex, uh, strike Eagle. Okay, cool. So that one to eight. Yeah. That's awesome. And then what AR are you shooting? Uh, my dad built it actually. Sweet. Cool. Homemade AR-15. No yeah. malfunctions or anything yet. It seems to work pretty well. That's awesome. Good. Um, <clears throat> if you ever want to do a little upgrade, there's a, a trigger company called RMT Triggers. Um, my buddy Miles designed the, the trigger. Um, I met him at a tactical games uh, about a year ago and it articulates left to right. So, you know, sometimes when we're shooting on a fixed trigger, you, if you articulate, which we will, we'll always articulate left to right, it It'll can change the accuracy and push it off to the side. His articulates. So it's kind of cool. Um, I'll just, I'll try to, I'll try to get, get him in touch with you. Okay. Get you something. Um, that'd be pretty cool. Um, where does your passion for fitness come from? Where does it come from? Oh, did I lose you again? Can you hear me now? Oh, yeah. We're cool. good now. Sweet. Uh, where does your passion for fitness come from? Um, enjoyment, I think. Uh, you know, when I, I started CrossFit when I was 18, and it just kind of made sense to my body, I guess, is the way that I usually describe it. Like, I, so I was a, most people know I was a gymnast before, but I stopped when I was 12. So I did gymnastics from like eight to 12 years old. And then I didn't, I played video games and drank rock stars yeah. as a high schooler. Um, perfect. <laughs> um, 
see, I didn't do my, but I mean, the, the skills kind of stayed with me. And so when I started CrossFit and just kind of got permission to use my whole body to do the movements that they're doing, you know, functional movements, where you're recruiting multiple joints, all that kind of stuff. Um, it just made sense and it was a good challenge for me. So I'd say, yeah, passion for fitness just came from falling in love with the sport and really liking it at first. And then, you know, I got better and better at it as, a, as I went. Um, yeah, I would say passion is definitely rooted in desire and enjoying it and um, pretty competitive too. So yeah, it as well, just wanting to be better at it all the time. That's awesome. Okay. Um, did your wife come and watch you? Uh, she did for part of the last day. Part of the last day. What did she think? Uh, she actually wants to do one. Sweet. <laughs> uh, she was like, yeah, she was asking me the day. She's like, what would you think if I wanted to do it? And I like, didn't want to act like too excited. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't want her to like feel like disappointed if she changed her mind or anything. But, uh, but yeah, so we're actually going to go shooting with her brother on Sunday and, um, she's kind of the same, like doesn't have a ton of experience with guns. So now I'm going to see if what I learned, I can pass on to her. And, uh, so yeah, we might, we'll try to maybe do one together. Uh, that's really cool. Hey, Arizona's, uh, end of September. So, okay. I don't know if I get her trained up that, that quickly, but yeah. I would say probably sometime next year. Cool. Especially if you want to bend, it would be cool. But. Oh, that'd be so nice if they did want to bend. I had a dream that they did one here in my town in Rexburg. Um, it was a weird dream. Like I had a, it was a, like uh, I had hooked onto a trailer and then like knocked half my house down on accident. But it was the same day that I was supposed to go to the, the tactical games. It was here in Rexburg. It was it was weird, but it would be yeah, really nice. If like that, it's like one disaster after another, and you're like, yeah, so no, stressed. Like, wake up all stressed out. I'm like, what? The I heck? know. So, <laughs> Um, yeah, it'd be sweet if they did one in Bend. It was, it was pretty cool. You know, there's some misconceptions about all of Oregon. I, I went there and I kind of made it a point, like people are like, Oh, what are you doing in Bend? I'm like, I'm here for a shooting competition, you know, like with guns, like yeah. <laughs> pistols. And all of them were like, Oh, sweet. Is that over at, at COSA at the, at the, at the range? And I'm like, yeah. And then they had, Oh, that's a sweet range. I loved it over there. It's so great. All the people, okay. like, these are normal people here. Like are you talking to great. people in Bend or in Redmond? It was in Bend. Like, oh, okay. Even Thanks. some places in Bend that I was like, you know, we're going to get some people here, like at rock climbing stores and stuff. Yeah. You know, this, I just figured it would kind of be as liberal as it came. And then we get there and they're like, oh, sweet. I shoot at Cosa all the time. I'm like, all right. I cool. like this place. Yeah. There's definitely, it's definitely gotten more liberal as time's go, gone on, but uh, there's still a core group of people that I think are pretty know sex amendment friendly or whatever yeah yeah um i know they've talked about like northern california and and eastern oregon like kind of becoming part of idaho yeah i could see why i don't think that'll ever happen but i I don't think so either for it yeah um well i appreciate you man i appreciate the time uh coming on and chatting about it and i know people from crossfit are extremely excited that you're doing the tactical games thing and um I think that it's a good crossover. I think it, it, uh, it can help a lot of people understand that, you know, fitness comes in many forms. And when you can, when you can mend those with a passion like shooting and it, it all just works out. Yeah. Totally. I agree. There's the tactical games. I've noticed 
that Dave Castro's kind of starting starting to talk about. He's got a, a shoot, a 22 shoot in um, Aromas. I thought about thought about flying down there this weekend and doing it. it just sounds kind of fun. Um, so I think it's growing. You know, this tactical fitness thing is is growing, and we'll see where it goes. But I'm glad that you're a part of it. Yeah, me too. I, yeah, and same. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm hoping that it's like, you know, getting in on CrossFit in the early like 2007, eight days. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm right there with you. Someday I'll be like, hey, I compete in the tactical games. And they're like, what? Like, <laughs> back when you could just sign, could sign up, up, you know? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I think it, it'll, it'll happen. Um, and I'm glad that you're a part of it. And I honestly, like, I think you can take this as far as you want it as far as you want it to go you've got the fitness you've got the drive you you can obviously shoot and as time goes on you'll just shoot better and better and you'll you'll put yourself in the place that you want to be yeah thanks man i appreciate it and try to do it it's awesome okay well thanks cody i appreciate it i'll get this uploaded and i'll let you know sweet sounds good thanks for having me yeah thank you we'll see you soon bye bye